0: Who will Mike Sullivan want skating alongside Chris LeTang? Who will LeTang want skating alongside Latang? Who do you want skating alongside Latang? Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. Where you found this. It's funny. We talk so much. About forward lines, because, well, really, right now, that's where this team still needs to add or solidify or something, because it just doesn't feel like it's all there. Whereas on the blue line, they got nine guys, they got way too many. And I'm talking about nine guys on NHL one way contracts. But even within that, predominantly because of the trades of Mike Matheson and John Marino, really don't know how anybody's going to go together. And that begins with the top pairing. If you're going to spend a gazillion dollars to keep Latang, the same way I've been saying about the forwards that they spent the money on. If you're going to keep Evgeny Malkin, you've got to make sure you have wingers for him. You're going to keep Brian Rush. You're going to keep Ricard Raquel. Well, That's very, very true of your top defense pairing. And I feel like this is going to be one of the biggest, most seismic decisions that Sullivan and, in all likelihood, Todd Reardon will work out jointly. Reardon is the one who works with the defenseman. And if you ask me, which they won't be doing, I'd really like to at least see P.O. Joseph get a shot at it. You know, and I say that whether or not Brian Dumoulin gets traded, and I got a couple of reasons for that. One, and this is going to sound pretty, uh, I don't know, not all that substantive, I guess, but there was a spell there in the preseason and a short stretch of the regular season a couple of years back where Latang and, and Joseph were paired, and it seemed to go pretty well. Now Joseph. If you remember one thing about him, something that really stands out, it's that when he first came up to the NHL a couple seasons back, it was when the Penguins had, like, no defensemen. And not only was Joseph in the NHL, but he was their number one defenseman for that handful of games. And he was outstanding. He was the best player on the ice at any position for this team. Now, that didn't hold up, and he eventually had to be sent back down and he if he ever did rise back up to that level in wilkesbury you'd have a tough time explaining how and why he never came back and really stuck again but there was that period in which it happened and as clint hurdle the pirates former manager used to say all the time if it's in there it's in there And I've always believed in that concept. If somebody's capable of doing something, not so much once, but over a semi-sustained period of time, a reasonably sustained period of time, then they're capable of it. And all you have to do is find a way to bring it out in some more consistent way. Joseph showed that he could do it. And for the briefest of times, he showed that he could do it with Letang. What's the L? in trying. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how one dollar can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. If you want another way to think of it, Letang's in his mid-30s, He obviously can still skate. He obviously can still do so not only with speed and agility, but also durability. Dude can just play all night. But, but, don't tell me that there wouldn't be some additional comfort in having him paired with someone who's much younger, Joseph's only 24, and whose contractual rights are held in some form or other for several more years, as opposed to giving him another year alongside Dumoulin just because they know each other real well. For one, Dumoulin's gotten slower. I don't know if that's because of injuries. I don't know if that's just because he crossed over into his 30s. I can't know that. Only he can. But it's undeniable. What's more, Dumoulin's contract is up after the coming season. He's got $4.1 million coming to him this winter, whether it's in Pittsburgh or anywhere else. And after that, he's gone with an absolute zero chance that he'd be extended, even if he had a really good year. So, why not, in lieu of making the roster, you know, overall younger, because that's kind of hard to do when you keep the whole core together, try to find a way to embed younger players into more important roles alongside some of these core members. And you could argue that some of that already happens with Sid since he's got Jake Gensel out there. We'll see how things shake out on Gino's left wing. But this is a spot right here and a really, really important one that if you could figure out a way to get PO into the mix with Letang, not just five on five, but also, you know, killing penalties. Uh, I was going to say power play as well, but, you know, Gino's going to be the left point man there. Oh, there's one other pretty good reason to go with PO, and it's because there's nobody else who really fits. You're not putting Pedersen up there. You're not going to have Ty Smith up there. He sounds like he's going to be a bit of a project. That's the young defenseman who was picked up from the Devils in the Marino trade. And, uh, oh, guess what? Everyone else is right handed. I mean, you know what? Actually, I'm going to throw one other possibility in here, okay, even though I don't believe that this will be likely, and that would be Jeff Petrie. Now, Petrie is right-handed, and Petrie, to me, sure would look good on your second pairing. You'd be really, really strong on that right side. And for what it's worth, Petrie considers himself to be equally effective from both sides and always has, and he's occasionally had the opportunities to prove that in Montreal. I don't like it. I don't like defensemen on their wrong sides mostly because of the need to turn to the inside to make a breakout pass which just begs for a turnover. But the last time that I went at this concept and I went at it hard was when I was opposed to having Mark Friedman play on the left side and then Friedman actually looks way better on the left than he does on the right. So you just never know. You never know until you see someone on a frequent basis. Maybe that's somewhere inside the Penguins' plan, but I hope not. Let P.O. have a chance here. He's been held down long enough. He's a guy who can make a difference in the NHL. I really believe that. No better time than now. When we come back, J1Q. He says, hey, DK, I'm sending to you a list of terrible teams. Is age really all that we make it out to be? I look at some of these teams, and I don't think that Pittsburgh, Tampa, or Colorado want to be associated with this bunch. Now, by necessity, I have to tell you what list Gene sent me for this to make sense. It was a cap-friendly, and that's the preeminent site, really for hockey contract slash payroll information. And it was their estimate, I guess is a fair way to describe it, of how old each of the 32 NHL teams' rosters will be on opening night based on their projections for the 20-man roster. Now, that's obviously subject to significant change between now and then, but it's a fun exercise, and the truth is, The ages probably won't move around too much. The Penguins, to no surprise, were the league's oldest team. They were the only one that touched 30, and they were at exactly 30.0. The other teams that were up there, as Gene alluded, included the Lightning and the Avalanche and other really good teams. At which point, Gene sent me another list, which was the bottom of that group. And that's the one he said, he wouldn't want to be associated with. The youngest team in the league, the Sabres, 25.9 years old. Now, the Sabres do have Tage Thompson and a couple of other legitimately promising kids, but until further notice, they're still the Sabres. The Blue Jackets also were 25.9 years old, and of course they've taken a leap in at least uh, peripheral stature, I guess, by adding Johnny Goodrow. And having everybody take them seriously again. Next were the Red Wings at 26.1. Next were the Devils at 26.1. Next were the Ducks at 26.3. Next were the Senators at 26.3. And it's not until you get to the Rangers as the seventh youngest team at 26.4 that you find anybody at all that you know is even remotely competitive because after them come the coyotes and the Canucks. So the idea of just being younger to Gene's point doesn't make you a a magical contender. In fact, it's quite the opposite. However, however, I think we can all agree that when we look at some of these contenders, and this includes Pittsburgh, one very visible commonality in recent years, I'd say over the last five years, has been that the teams that made it to the final, even the teams that won it, went out and got themselves one or two of these Corey Perry types. You know what I'm talking about? And this is something that is hardly new. And the Penguins did it with Ron Hainsey. They did it to a lesser extent with Trevor Daly. They've done it with players in all five of their championships, really, in various forms, if you'll remember. Bill Guerin coming along late in his career, and even the Penguins' first two championship teams, Brian Trottier, after he'd already won 100 Cups on Long Island, coming here for a couple more. So that's something that you see with contenders. Late in the season, they'll add pieces that'll really drive up their average age. Now, in the Penguins' current case, the only guy who really fits that mold is Jeff Carter, although... Obviously, none of Sid, Gino, Letang, or even Petrie would be too far from Carter in that classification. There's no question the Penguins are an older team. There's no question the Penguins need to find ways to supplement that age-slash-experience with younger players. This is why I keep pushing ideas like P.O., on the first pairing drew o'connor being given a real chance to crack the top six maybe to skate next to gino that kind of stuff needs to penetrate not just sullivan's mind but everybody associated with the process everyone needs to be thinking in this direction you don't have to force the issue after you've seen results But you do need to force the issue beforehand. You need to force the issue at the start of training camp. Get these kids involved. Allow Gene to sleep better at night. I appreciate the question, my man. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.